Hello, welcome to the third and final day of DNAD Festival. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm full of caffeine and very much ready to bow down to craft. Um, just to let you know, these guys are going to be sharing some of their work and doing a panel discussion, but we will have time at the end for questions. So while they're going through, if anything pops up in your mind that you want to ask them, feel free to keep it and then absolutely grill them at the end of the session. Um, so please put your hands together for our How Craft Saved Advertising panel. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Brittany Kiefer. I'm the creativity editor at Campaign. And we have a few of our judges with us today who have been each judging a different category. But we're going to be talking about craft and trends that they've noticed throughout the process and their favorite pieces of work. So um, here we have Katrina Encanto. She's a creative director at Mullenlow London. Uh, Patrice de Villiers is a photographer. She was judging photography. And uh, Andre Salowich, he's a creative director at Adam and Eve DDB. And Stevie G, he's a director at Blink Inc. and an illustrator as well. Um, so let's talk about the work first. Stevie, maybe you can go first and um, talk about okay. your favorite piece or one of your favorite pieces and why you liked it. Okay, so um, the piece that I've chosen is uh, this one, which is called... Um, absolute uh, love bottle and uh, this was an ad done by um, Armando Vive is the illustrator and I think what kind of caught all of our eye it was a unanimous decision for all the judges that we just thought this piece really stood out um, as a piece of advertising obviously it's for absolute vodka and it has the kind of distinct bold shape which is uh, classic and iconic but then I think what we really loved about it is when you got in close you could see all the detail um, there's interesting things happening there's weird and wonderful scenes and Absolute have a history since the sort of 80s of uh, supporting LGBT um, rights and there's an interesting thing in the media at the moment talking about brands um, doing that and how real it is um, that's probably not for now but I feel like Absolute are a brand that do seem like they really are supporting that in a, in a real way. Um, and I think the, the thing that uh, kind of really stood out as well is the, um, it's all drawn in graphite. So it's a hand-rendered uh, piece, which kind of did stand out amongst a lot of digital work. And I think that really, in terms of the message of inclusivity and um, variety and combinations of love that are uh, available to us all, this kind of stood out as a piece that sort of represented that in a really lovely way. And how did you find the, the entries overall in illustration? Were you impressed with the caliber of work or have you noticed anything different this year? Um, I think this, this is the first year that illustration has been a sort of solo category. Normally it's been, I think, part of design, so it wasn't a huge amount, um, so I think it would be great to see more stuff in there, but the stuff that we did see was really some really beautiful pieces, and I think uh, certainly the kind of standout pieces for us somehow were things that if you're talking about craft, things that did feel like they were, they were you could see the hand of the person involved, so there was a kind of human element, and especially when the message is something to do with, uh, you know, love and... Um, and people and variety and uh, it just felt like a, that that was a really nice thing to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, Andre, talk about the work that you've chosen. Yeah. 
Hello, guys. It's a pleasure to be here today. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would like to start with uh, explain the jury first, if it's possible. Yeah. Uh, the art direction category, it's incredible rich because uh, there are so many subcategories uh, to be judged as uh, film, press, poster, online, direct. Uh, it's a journey into different um, disciplines. Each one has to be treated differently. So, uh, our judges were from different parts of the world. And when it comes to our direction, our direction, uh, your reference comes from your background, for your experience. Uh, for instance, uh, the colors that I like probably are different from those uh, a, a Japanese person likes, because it's connected with my story, my identity. It's part of my life. Um, the series, uh, the work that I really like um, was the high school sumo wrestling tournament. These ones here. It's beautiful. Uh, this is a series of posters to promote the tournament uh, of sumo held in Japan. They have created a poster for each of the 72 um, schools participating in the tournament which is crazy, 72 posters crafted. Um, and uh, for Japanese people, the image of sumo, it uh, became old and dated. So with, with this in mind, they created this, um, they create this beautiful series of posters showing the dynamism of sumo wrestling from a contemporary point of view. The illustrated angles are not, I, I have some examples here. So the illustrated angles are not the ones used on TV broadcasts. So um, you feel as you were in, a, in the audience, if you were in the audience. It's a very beautiful piece of work. I'll show some. They are 72 posters. It's impossible to bring all here. But I think that we've got some 10 or something like this. So Patrice, how did you find judging the photography category this year? Um, well, like many of the crafts, uh, and as Celia mentioned, um, illustration, um, it's now a standalone category. Uh, so again, I, th I think there'll be more entries in years to come. So, but I think overall we were pretty pleased with the standard. Um, there are always going to be sort of quite a few entries which you know are going to be entered across a series of other, um, uh, into other sort of sections of the awards. 
Uh, but that having been said, um, they are absolutely brilliant pieces of advertising, um, which I suppose it's like when the craft works, when to um, illustrate the, uh, a very, very strong idea, and the typography is brilliant, so it all comes together, um, as I think it does um, very much so in the uh, one of my um, pieces that I've chosen, which was a kind of standout winner. Um, but I think, as I said, generally it's accepted as a beautiful piece of advertising. But the craft of the McDelivery was so exceptional. Um, just, I'll come back to that, but just to sort of why I've got two pieces, um, was a little bit self-indulgent, but um, the other piece is how craft might save advertising in the future, because essentially uh, it wasn't really, um, you see it here as a single um, image, but it's a composite of um, thousands and thousands of um, images put together by an algorithm. Uh, basically making up the face of um, the unknown soldier. Uh, and if you go onto the website, if you're interested to do so, uh, which is where it exists predominantly, um, you can actually go through all of the images that make up this unknown face and read their backstories. So we had a huge debate about this, and it was the first entry, pretty much, that came up. Uh, so at 9.30, we'd started talking about it, and we would ragingly debate about it. Is it photography? What are we judging? Should we be taking this on board because it's part of the future and so on? And then about seven hours later, we were still coming back to it. Um, and I find this in many awards that I've judged, you know, there will always be one piece that completely divides the jury. And of course that makes it, well, not with us who are five, but you know, so there is a deciding vote obviously, but um, for example, there are the other pieces, uh, in this case, a couple of pieces which were standout. And they're kind of so standout that you, you just sort of, you start with them and you think, yeah, they're great. You know, we know that's going to go through. They're absolutely brilliant. We'll just sort of park that. Um, but it's, you know, often the ones in the middle that are, you know, create the most excitement. Um, and as I said, the most intense, lively debate. So from a, I'm a traditional photographer. I was just explaining that I started my photography career on shooting 10.8 and 5.4 film, um, slightly late adopter to the digital world. So uh, we were very pleased, myself and James Day, who's the jury president, um, we're very, we shoot in very similar ways and so on. Uh, so I guess we're sort of the more, the more purist. So there were some entries which um, we felt were great to actually bringing forward the, still the traditional craft of photography, which was definitely shown in the McDelivery. Uh, the agency, um, it's a great example of an agency choosing absolutely perfect photographer for this. I believe uh, Roberto is um, a brilliant architectural and still life photographer. Both of those um, uh, disciplines obviously come through very beautifully in, the, in this execution, absolutely perfect. Uh, and I don't think any of the other entrants um, sort of came close to that. The complete sort of, there's a list of criteria for those of you who haven't judged DNAD, which you keep on having to refer back to. And if there is a sort of, well, we're not sure, does it fit all of these categories, fit for purpose, exceptional idea, brilliant use of craft, etc. So you've got to you know, keep going back to that board, but McDelivery sort of certainly did that for all of us. But as I said, the interesting one was, you know, basically taking on board. My um, discussion around the unknown face was that one of our jury members uh, was adamant that seeing as we now view so many images on the move 
um, and more images are actually in themselves moving um, than traditional work, although I'd always hold up, you know, flames, torches, can you know, to traditional beautiful print work, that there was a space for this um, in amongst our judging. Um, and it did go forward, I have to say. My main thing was it, uh, uh, argument, was basically because it has essentially been picture researched uh, and picture edited as opposed to original content being produced for it, that was my issue. I totally sort of embraced the go, you know, the go ahead, you know, using the algorithm is a new way of seeing um, images, but for me, if it had been original content, I think that would have really clinched it. Um, but we still wanted to put it through uh, really as a talking point, um, which it certainly was. Katrina, you were judging Press and Outdoor, right? And is this the first year that they were together? Um, yes, so it was the first year that Press and Outdoor were together. And I think that added to um, uh, another consideration um, in terms of judging the work. Because there were, there were a lot of debate on whether you know, a, a campaign was better as Press or Outdoor. So for instance, we saw some pieces of work that um, work better as an outdoor just because as a press edit, it just wouldn't work because you've got you know the copy in the middle, you've got a gutter as well. You know if it was a half page, um, and there were some interesting trends as well in in um, in the selection of work. Um, particularly, you know there were a lot of commentary on recent events. Um, I think we were joking that there should be a Trump category uh, in, in our in our um, in the work, but also I think um, you know there's a lot of consideration and authenticity. So I think. You know, when a, when a campaign was just talking about products, I think um, teams were very um, conscious that they shouldn't add more to that. Like they shouldn't, you know, put a layer of brand purpose, for instance, when they're just talking about uh, delivery. Um, so, so those were the trends that I noticed in my jury. So what piece of work have you chosen to talk about? Um, I, I actually like to play it first. Um, so it's um, the, Bowie, uh, the Bowie's Here um, Spotify campaign. In a city of immigrants, there are many stars. One shone brightly, touching the lives of many. So when the David Bowie's exhibition arrived in New York City, lead sponsor Spotify paid homage to the icon who had called it home for his last two decades. An interesting underground tribute to David Bowie. David Bowie is here, took over David Bowie's local subway station in Soho, completely transforming it. from his estate and longtime collaborators. The subway takeover featured over 40 unique pieces about his life in the city and the music it created. There's also a map that shows local landmarks he enjoyed. I'm so thrilled to see the city embracing this sort of culture and this kind of art right in the subway. Besides never-before-seen photographs and commissioned pieces, we also created limited-edition Metro cards featuring his different personas. The cards are called A Ticket to Mars. You got all five. Every now and then you come across something in this city that reminds you why New York is so cool. David Bowie might now be far above the world, but there's one city 
where he or any alien will always be welcomed. This is ground control to major tongues. You've really made the grave. And the papers want to know whose shirts you wear. That's beautiful. Why did you like it? Well, um, I started my career uh, in 2005, so I just revealed my age, um, um, back when press and poster were king. And when I was studying, um, you know, craft was largely about, you know, the right typeface or the amount of kerning on, on a paragraph or the intricacy of details on a layout. Um, and I think while some of that is still true, uh, I think we've also evolved from that. I think these days, craft is also involved on a strategy and idea level. Um, you know, for, for instance, in, in this one, you know, there were um, decisions to be made on, on, on media strategy or the collaborations that they, they worked with or the songs that they were going to feature. And I think each one of those decisions led to making this as powerful as it was. For instance, um, the team could have chosen to um, launch 10 giant billboards across New York City, but instead, you know, they chose uh, Bowie's local subway uh, station um, to make it as authentic as possible. Um, and I think, for, for instance, they could have chosen regular ad space, but if you're going to pay respects to a man like Bowie, um, the execution needed to be as unconventional as possible. Um, so I think, you know, as creatives, we're always involved in these long processes. And I think um, it's crucial that every decision is, is carefully considered um, in order to squeeze every ounce of power uh, in an idea. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to hear from all of you. We live in a world now where anyone can filter a photo or they have more access to tools to be able to make stuff. Do you think that craft is becoming less valued or do you feel it, some of those tools have done good things for your work? Hi, we're actually just discussing this earlier because um, I uh, always um, admire the illustration work that happens here. Um, and we were just um, discussing, Stevie brought up the, uh, the question that um, illustration seems to be on the up and up, and that is certainly a trend within craft that I've seen over the last few years. When I judged crafts for advertising a few years ago, I'd say 75% of the work entered was, um, had an, a craft, um, the craft element was illustration, um, and um, only 25% photography. Uh, so I th we were kind of chatting around, um, you know, I was possibly suggesting uh, that um, photography, because all of us are sitting here with, you know, a piece of kit on our laps or whatever that can take an instant picture, put a cheeky Instagram filter on, whatever, that um, photography might be sort of on the descendant slightly, simply because of the accessibility of it. Uh, it's great in one way. You know, I've talked about the kind of, I've been asked about the kind of whole Instagram thing before. Um, I think it's great that people can do this. They have this... Um, very easy way of expressing themselves, which is cool. But I think that because illustration is, you know, as Stevie said, that piece is so beautiful and it's so handcrafted that no one else could do it and it's so individual. Um, would you agree that's why it's illustration so strong now? Yeah, I think so. I think the, the good thing about things like Instagram or whatever is that craft can become very democratic and that it's not just people who've been to art college or had sort of opportunity to 
put themselves in in those situations where they can do things professionally. But people can have a go. They can be inspired by other things. But that being said, I think you raise a good point in that when you are viewing things, especially when you're seeing a lot of things all the time, that you can become desensitized. You can... Uh, it just kind of like washes over you. And I think certainly that's what's great about this is that it sort of filters those things out and things do stand out and you just for one reason or another, and I think this kind of a, this piece for me, illustration-wise, is so beautifully crafted. It so encapsulates the kind of the concept, the idea. Um, I didn't say as well is that they also um, hand-painted it as a giant mural in New York. Um, so it just has, it has a sort of a resonance and an impact in the same way that this sort of David Bowie one does. It's, uh, so I think it's, to answer your question, I think it's yes, great, but it doesn't necessarily mean everything is good. <laughs> so I think um, um, in this day and age where, where people's attention spans are you know, very limited, I think craft draws the line between an intrusion and you know, a delight. Like for instance, with this one, um, you know, if you just remember your morning commute, you're like, you, you've seen tons of advertising that would just annoy you or you just, would, you would just completely ignore. But, for instance, they were talking to the busiest people in the busiest station in arguably the busiest city in the world. And to do that is a massive feat. You needed craft to do that. Because otherwise, like, your, your piece of work would just be ignored or it would just be really annoying. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Andre? Yeah, that's true. I, I completely agree. Without, uh, one, idea is great, is, one idea is just great if the craft is great, too. The craft is as important as an idea. Basically, yeah. We um, when we were judging uh, in the process of judging, uh, uh, we found a piece of work that it's amazing. Uh, it's the New York Times uh, film, uh, the 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 campaign. It's the truth that worth it. So that piece, it's amazing, well crafted from the beginning to the end. But in the end, was uh, in the last frame, we spent 30 minutes discussing about. Uh, Subscribe now. The subscribe now was in Helvetica font. So we, we, we went to that point that uh, in a film, six seconds film, the last frame was with a font that was different from the, the rest of the font in the film. That is the, 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 the level of detail that we were looking for in that jury. Obviously, that font is not something that uh, screams or stands out in the whole picture. But people just raised their hand twice, like, uh, let's check again. I want to see that font again. I was like, guys, no. That is just a hyperlink. Could be a hyperlink. And we asked it to the, the, the mediator in, the, ju in the, the jury to check if it's an online piece or it's a film. And it was online. So that link was a YouTube link. Subscribe now with Helvetica. That's a good story. Yeah, that is the power of the crafts. We actually have time for questions from the audience. So if any of you would like to ask one of the judges a question about their category or um, maybe advice for if you want to enter work next year, they're here. So does anyone have a question? Sure. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Um, just because this may not have come into sort of in many of the other categories, uh, um, is that we um, 
obviously part of the, uh, when you submit your work, when there's work submitted, um, I always think that that should be as carefully thought about as anything else. I mean, I've dismissed work which has been submitted badly, albeit it's a great piece of work. Um, we had uh, many pieces which were um, uh, sentenced as a series. Um, and my sort of thing is I've always think that your um, work is as, a, is as good as the, weak, the weakest um, piece in your portfolio. Uh, and we just felt that the curation in some instances wasn't too fantastic. So um, we, you can take one or two pieces out, but effectively, you know, that was something that we had to deal with on you know, a number of occasions. There'd be a series of four and two of them just wouldn't stand up to the rest. Um, so yeah, it was sort of yeah. We took the um, decision that obviously curation is being as essential a part of the pro of the process. Um, so that would be something that I would say if anybody was thinking of entering that particular category or any of the categories, really, you know, just be incredibly you know careful about sort of when you select your entries. Did any of you have any other advice for just after going through judging in your categories for people to keep in mind in the future? One interesting sort of debate we ended up having was there was this beautiful um, art book that was just mind-bogglingly incredible. Uh, everybody chose it. It was just kind of a standout piece. But then the problem with it was is we were trying to work out what it was for. And I think that's another thing that's quite interesting in terms of uh, what I feel like this sort of awards are, are championing is the idea that we're trying to solve a problem in a way or, or represent something in a certain way. And it was hard because they're not, if, if there are no parameters that sort of set, like you were saying, we had to keep looking at, you know, does it, is it well-crafted and does it sort of sell the message? What, what's the message if it's just a beautiful piece alone? Cross for cross sake, exactly. And that, it was quite difficult because we all had to sort of, in the end, say, yeah, we have to let it go. We all just love it as a kind of piece of art or a, a sort of indulgent, like, it's wonderful, beautifully presented, everything was good, but I don't know what it's saying. So that's an interesting kind of thing. What do you think is the balance between the craft and the, the idea or the strategy? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is the, the idea that, uh, the question is, it's better to have a sort of um, a good idea, badly executed, um, and I think what we're trying to find is a good idea, well executed. <laughs> yeah. 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 It does. I mean, I, you know, for me, it's, I think um, the craft should almost thank you um, make the whole piece transcend what it is. Yeah, that that's really important for for me personally. You know, and um, yes, it's advertising. Yes, we're here to do a job, and it's about communication. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but it has to be some that something else, something more. And, you know, as I said, it needs to transcend possibly what it originally set out to do at its kind of basis level. Um, and possibly that's the thing about, you know, absolutely brilliant craft. You know, you take a, that great idea, which is always going to be great, yeah? And then you, um, as art directors, creative directors, well, you know, invite people like 
ourselves and filmmakers, video videographers, etc., to actually take that your brilliant idea and make it even more brilliant. So give it even more than it actually, as I said, transcends what it is, um, what it we set out to do. And if we can do that, then everybody's done a very good job. <laughs> do you have any predictions or? Um, thoughts on what might become more popular in the future. Or, for example, you were talking about hand-drawn stuff being, that was really what stood out to you. Um, in any of your other categories, did you notice anything like that? I think um, I, I think for us, like craft needs to be uh, in service of the idea. So, for instance, there, there was a level of scrutiny on how appropriate the craft was to the idea. So, for instance, there was this beautiful poster for Shishedo, um for a product ad. Um, um, if, 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 if you can take a look at the exhibition, please look out for um, the Shishedo red and black one. So, so they just um, they just shot um, you know the, the makeup pieces. They shot lipstick and they shot um, you know the, the blush. And I think that's a brief that all creatives get. You know, you shoot a product ad, but I think the, the craft was so appropriate for for the product. Like they wanted to talk about the Japaneseness of of their brand. Um, so I think it, it was so crucial to transcending that idea. You know, it could have been just a regular, um, you know, lipstick case um, shot in, a, in any old way, but the way they did it um, made it so striking. Well, I think we're out of time. If you have any questions for the judges, feel free to come up to them afterwards, but thank you so much for coming. I'm just going to do my air hostess number. If you could please leave through the doors that way. We're going to be back at 11.15 for our next session where we'll be hearing from more judges, but this time nerding out on design value. Thank you very much. <laughs>